On-demand listening is made possible by Bellarmine University. Grounded in the liberal arts and sciences, Bellarmine offers over 50 majors and 15 graduate and advanced degree programs. More at bellarmine.edu. Well, it is not often that I'm in the presence of religious grandeur, but I am today. I am sitting uh, very near the uh, Reverend Freak Child, who's Hallelujah, performing. Amen. How are y'all doing out there? <laughs> How's it going? Thanks for having me today. It's it's nice to be uh, here with you. Uh, is this your first time in Louisville? I've passed through before, but your first time playing here as uh, in this our incarnation of my uh, reincarnated self. <laughs> and we'll talk about that here in a moment. Um, he, by the way, uh, the uh, rumors of his death are grossly exaggerated since we're obviously talking to one another. Yeah, but still uh, here, still here, even though the liner notes for that last album had me dead back in 2007, I think. <laughs> Let me grab a copy of this. It's called Chaos and uh, Country Blues, the best of Reverend Freak Child. Is this really the best, or is there the best is yet to come? They, yeah, the best is always yet to come. <laughs> exactly. That's that's pretty good though. There's a pretty good tracks on there. But yeah, yeah. If you want the best, you got to come. You got to come see the Reverend live. I, I think he's playing down at uh, Rudyard Kipling tonight. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's well. We always pronounce it here. We have very strange pronunciations oh, in, right. in Kentucky. Rudyard Kipling, right. um, and, Rudyard. and there's also a, a Versailles, Kentucky. It's oh, not Versailles. It's sure. Versailles. Hey, that's American. Yeah, that's right. So, just to let you know. Well, what would you like to start off with? Is it going to be something off the album? Maybe I'll do one that's as old as the hills here. You know, it's wonderful being here. Thank you for having me. You know, it's pretty good. It's almost it's almost like being in heaven sitting down. And then maybe we'll do that one. Okay. 919. <laughs> Oh, angels, oh my lord, they 
That's the Reverend Freechild performing tonight at the Rudyard Kipling. The show starts at 8 o'clock, and you were hearing the very unique sound of your resonator guitar. Yes, little uh, cone here. Yep. It's a little bit of the old, a little bit of the new here. It's uh, this is actually a National Res Electric, so it's got some electronic gear in it, but it's got a resonator cone in it. It gives it that old-timey tone for all the radio listeners out there, you know, the... These resonators were built, you know, in the 20s, 30s before advent of electric guitars so that, the, you know, guitars could compete with the drums and the horns and stuff. But, of course, it was short-lived. Electric guitar came by and uh, blew everything out of the water. But so <laughs> still we got these resonators here. It gives a nice tone. Sometimes it feels a little bit like a banjo. You plug this thing in, though. It's, it's, it's a nice heavy guitar, too. You could probably beat somebody to death with this thing and still play a gig with it. It'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on where you're playing. They're yeah, exactly. on 9 FPK Radio Louisville. Well, I know that, you know, this was an interesting little factoid that you started out life um, uh, playing in an early incarnation of Soul Coughing, which yes. is so different from what you're doing now. How did you get from there to here? Well, you know, I grew up in Hawaii. My mom was a classical pianist, so I had a lot of that, you know, I don't hear you practicing in there, you know, but my dad was a big fan of the blues, so I, I remember driving around, you know, in the car. He'd like not, you know. He'd let me not wear my seatbelt, and he'd be blasting like Muddy Waters and John Lee Hooker, you know, and Sonny Boy Williamson, and that kind of made sense to me. Um, but then moved back east, and uh, you know, day tripping in and out of New York, and uh, getting exposed to all kinds of different music there. Uh, but still had really the love of the blues, and uh, you know, played in some different bands. And uh, my sister actually started dating Doty. Uh, they both went to the new school down there in the, the village. And I befriended him, and uh, you know we played a couple times, and then uh, he got this incarnation of soul coughing uh, together, which at the time had these. The, the bass player was named Buddy Booker, who's still around, wonderful bass player, and the drummer Dickie Dworkin. So it was interesting. <laughs> and this was before the the lineup that came out with Ruby Room. But uh, my sister's actually on that final track of that album. She's the one singing the Lemon Tree stuff. Oh, well, okay. And uh, but anyway, the early incarnation, you know, we were I was playing and it was fun and we were doing some tunes in early versions of those tunes. You know, Doty was back at that time with you know, see every great poet steals and every you know okay poet borrows. He was still borrowing at that time. You know, mm-hmm. I'd be like, isn't that a Yeats line? You know, like <laughs> slouching towards Bethlehem to be born. Is that Yates or is that what? Who is that? It's gotta be. I, I remember that from you know one on one survey or whatever. So he was still not hiding the the the, the poetry he was stealing yet. But he's a great writer and we're still friends. But um. At that time, you know, he was doing stuff like, well, let's do a New York Dolls cover. And I was like, why don't we do an Albert King cover, man? You know, so it's like, uh, so I went up to Boston and uh, uh, started a jam band up there. And that was a great fun, you know, did that for years. And, and I also got, uh, at the time, I got a degree. I like to say I got my BS in BS. I got a degree in uh, philosophy and religion from Northeastern University. Uh, so the Reverend kind of started coming out. But I was always playing like these spirituals in clubs even before I could, uh, you know, legally get in there. And people would be like, man, you're something like kind of like Reverend Freak Child playing all those old, you know, blues tunes and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know, man, it just makes sense, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, so then I came back to New York and uh, started doing this gig at Tobacco Road, which was this kind of hippie hangout and would do my, you know, 420 show on Sundays, you know. Uh, <laughs> sometimes, uh, you know, it would just be the magic that would be happening. And so anyway, but, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was just a journey there. And now, now it's just, you know, 
I got uh, I got my whole band here. I got my rhythm section right here, my left foot. <laughs> I got my whole my whole band right here, and then I got my soloist right here. Uh, and if you need some, you know, intellectual stimulation, I got some lyrics too. So you know, it's like <laughs> I don't have to hire anybody. I don't have to worry about the bass player not showing up. It's just all right here, man. It's one man band, you know. <laughs> that gig will travel. Uh, the Reverend Freak Child here on ninety one nine FPK. I did love uh, the line that uh, you you got your divinity <clears throat> from the back of a magazine. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's in the press release of the. I did. I literally did. I got it out of the the, the back of National Enquirer, and I sent away for my Reverend's license. You know. And, <laughs> I thought I might as well make this official, you know, and, <laughs> and I put it in there. But, yeah, you know, I, uh, I do. I, I've recently discovered the Dharma, uh, you know, kind of down with the Nothing wrong with JC. Jesus is a good guy. You know, my mom was the kind of woman who read to us out of the Bible when we were younger. You know, mm-hmm. she didn't need – she could read her own Bible. She, could, she didn't need anybody to interpret it for her. She was the kind of woman that would be like, you know, Jesus is a beautiful person. I don't know about all these other people speaking in his name, though. I don't <laughs> understand. You know, she went to uh, – Converse College in South Carolina and a music scholarship, wonderful classical pianist. And uh, but then you know the refreshing, uh, the Buddha and the Dharma is just really. Uh, maybe I was a maybe I was a Buddhist in a in a past life or something because it just makes a lot of sense. So I'm thinking about you know uh, pursuing that. You know people have these dreams of like oh, I want to be a millionaire or you know I want to be rich and famous or something. And I'm like you know what I really secretly want to do is I want to become a monk. You know it's like. Well, has yeah. it affected your music since when? When did you kind of start turning this way, and has well, it had an impact? I think I've always been a seeker, you know. In those teenage and you know twenties, I was putting a lot of psychedelic drugs in my system and <laughs> seeing what I could see and mm-hmm. hearing what I could hear and feeling what I could feel. But you get to the mountaintop there, and you think you feel like the only thing that's holding you back is that thing that got you there with the drugs. And so you know, even like William Burroughs says, we can get to those places without the drugs. It's just a lot easier with the drugs, you know. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, I've always been a seeker there, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Um, it's uh, it, it, it does affect my music. You know, there's a real, I feel like a real, maybe I should write some thesis or dissertation on the, on the uh, you know, similarities and the, the, the commonality between the, the, the blues music and, uh, and uh, you know, spirituality and, 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 and the Dharma itself, Buddhism, or, you know, I'm starting to sound like a college professor here, but anyway... <laughs> it's uh, there's a, there's a lot of you know looking at death, looking at life. There's a lot of just uh, and the blues tunes, you know, just distilling that down to its essence, you know, in, in a couple of lines, you know. Uh, it's just um, you know, there's a just some great tunes. And pure religion is a tune that I do, which is uh, you know, just it's just it says it's straight up there. It's a lament, you know, with the blues. And if you put God in it, you know, it's a, it's a praise or it's a it's an asking or it's a praying or a meditating. So there's a, there's a you know, you know, it's like, uh, I don't know if you know Krishna Das, is a Kirtan singer. He's like kind of the rock and roll yoga yeah. guy. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, he talked about going over to India and singing Hare Krishna all day. And he was like, this is boring. But then you realize it's when you're singing a tune, it's like a prayer. It's a meditation. It's taking up your mind space. And it's a beautiful thing happening over time, you know, and it becomes a solid kind of thing that's not solid. I don't know. I'm getting crazy now. <laughs> uh, we're, we're out on a limb. We are out there. This is the, uh, you're hearing uh, out on his limb, uh, the Reverend Freak Child. He's performing tonight at the Zanzibar here on 91.9 FPK, and he's got a new album out called Chaos and Country Blues. And there are some real standards on this thing. Yeah, there's some real nice blues chestnuts there. I mean, I'm trying to do my best on them. There's uh, some Muddy Waters tunes and some Helen Wolf and some Lightning Hopkins and... Uh, uh, it's actually, I think I did a cover of uh, Steve Ray Vaughan's Tightrope on there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, Preaching Blues by Sunhouse. It's a real kind of like 
survey of some country blues classics there, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, doing my best on them. I mean, it's, t- it's even tough for me to listen to them and be like, well, I don't know, it's a little different than the you know, original version. But you know, we could put some different takes on stuff. You know, there's like a great example of that is uh, there's a version on there of Death Don't Have No Mercy, which, you know, the Grateful Dead did and Yorma, Hot Tune, all those guys. But it's old uh, Reverend Gary Davis tune. And I did a totally different version of it. And it needed a little something, you know. I was going to put some harmonica on it or something, but I called up my buddy Jay Collins, who now plays with uh, Greg Allman's touring band. And he's on tour. I actually had a dream about him the other night. He was holding up this Denny's cup, and he was like, oh, the road. <laughs> and I was like, no, what about Cracker Barrel, man? Let's go to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but, you have uh, some strange dreams, my yeah, friend. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I have a very active strange. The psychedelic drugs have really affected me. It's good stuff, though, man. Not that I'm advocating drug, drug, drug use. I'm a friend of Bill W's. But um, anyway, um. He came over one day. I was like, Mr. Collins, you got to come over, man. And I wanted him to bring over his flute, but he was like, man, freak child, I'll have to charge you, man, if, I, if we bring the flutes over. But he brought this little Indian meditation flute, which is like this kind of like penny whistle thing, but it's made out of, I don't know if it's bamboo, but it's some kind of wood. It's a, uh, like East Indian, the dot, not the feather. Uh, and he brought it over, and it, um, it's called a bansuri, and he put that on there, and it is a whole different feel. You know, Reverend Gary Davis is, is a real finger-picking thing, and... Uh, and Yorma would do it like that too, and the Grateful Dead kind of did that psychedelic rock and roll version. But this is much more like a bluesy uh, feel. I don't know if you guys want to play it, but it's uh, I can't really do justice to it without uh, Jay playing the Bonsuri on it. But it was great to have him play on that and gave a real kind of ethereal quality to it with the blues underlying it. So, but those are kind of we kind of try to do a little different take on some blues tunes there. Right. You know, observe the tradition and take it one step further. And again, you can find that on Chaos and Country Blues, the best of Reverend Freechild, which I'm sure will be available for purchase at the uh, Rudyard Kipling tonight. This is your first time playing the Rudyard Kipling. Yeah, so I'm excited. You were telling me about it. It's a wonderful institution down there. I'm honored to play down there, and thank you for having me here. It's great to be in Louisville. Absolutely. Well, I would love to hear another song. What would you like to play for us? Sure. I mean, talking about, uh, you know, interpreting from the now here, you know, that's all we can do, man. That's all we got, you know. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow's a mystery. Today is a present. What was it? Today is a gift. That's why they call it the present. Hurumching. Maybe we'll do one for the ancestors here. This is an old Blind Lemon Jefferson tune called See That My Grave Is Kept Clean. kind favor you can do for me yeah there's one kind favor you can do for me there's one kind favor you can do for me you see that my grave is kept clean
carbon sound Have you ever heard that coffin sound? Have you ever heard that coffin sound? Even that a poor soul dead in the ground. And have you ever heard that church bell tone? Have you ever heard them church bell tone? Number 11 on Chaos and Country Blues, the Reverend Freechild here on 91.9 to FPK, and he's performing tonight at the Rudyard Kipling. Thank you so much for stopping by. Yeah, thanks for having me. Wonderful. Have a great day, and we'll see you all tonight. All righty. On-demand listening is made possible by Bellarmine University. Grounded in the liberal arts and sciences, Bellarmine offers over 50 majors and 15 graduate and advanced degree programs. More at bellarmine.edu.